I never ever remember the name of that fucking movie because you can't call a movie just The Gentleman. Welcome to Dunstan Checks, man. The best podcast breaking down the 1996 film Dunstan Checks in minute by minute and pairing each one of those minutes with another feature film. I'm Lord Andrew. I'm Emily Monkeytown. We're talking about minute 59, yeah. which you have chosen to pair with The Little Rascals. Uh,. Which I'm sure we'll have a lot to say about them. Yeah. Spanky. And how ras- rascally they are. Porky. Froggy. Froggy, of course. Yeah. Uh, Slim. Stymie. Stymie? Ho- hoopy. You're, we're not. There's more that we. Flip there's, it. <laughs> there's more in the movie than are explicitly named. Yeah. So these are all names that we're giving to the ones that aren't yeah, given yeah. names. Uh, Dad might be a little preoccupied, but he'd notice an orangutan in your gnome. You know what? Rangatang and Yang. Oh yeah, you know what? You know what just occurred to me? What? We've been calling Brian's accent a Chicago accent. Yeah. Might I suggest Mm -hmm. that it's a Detroit accent? And I'll tell you why. The way he says "dad" in this minute is like when people make fun of filmmaker Michael Moore saying "my dad." My dad. Is and that's Detroit. Yeah. I believe so. I believe that's Detroit. I'm into that, but do now. But we're we're also saying that that's not what the accent should be. What? You know? He's not in or from Detroit. We have not explicitly confirmed that this is New York. I think we did. Mm. I thought we saw like the Twin Towers or something. I don't think so. <laughs> I, I don't think so. We saw like the Empire State Building. I don't know about that, Tim. <laughs> I thought we saw the New York lady. <laughs> Did you mean the Statue of Liberty? Yes, of course I do. <laughs> the New York lady. Locals call her the New York lady, of course. Yeah, sure, it's the New York lady. Um, listen, I mean this this film seems like it's set in New York, but yeah. I don't, I do not believe we've received official confirmation. According also, to our Twitter, it's set in New York. This family could, just, this they could be from Detroit. Yeah, you are and correct. Everyone, but everyone but Brian dropped the accent. Yeah. Maybe he was, you know, he grew up enough. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, he grew up enough. <laughs> and Kyle, Kyle was still too young. And maybe Mr. Grant wasn't originally from Detroit, so he grew, maybe he grew up somewhere else. Because when you're a kid, Detroit. you're not a you're not a kid the same time as your kids are kids. <laughs> of course, Those people don't realize that sometimes. But parents yeah. and their children are children at different times. Yeah, that makes that's what makes grown up so hard. Yeah, if we were all kids at the same time, we'd oh, all we'd be all easy. get it. <laughs> we yeah. all understand. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's not what is wrong with us. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know that we want to kill time. That's correct. So, yeah, time is an outdated concept and we need to get rid of it. I think if everyone started at the same and ended at the same, you know, that would kill kill a little time. I I mean, I guess what I'm saying is that when we truly kill time, the, the words start and end will be irrelevant. That's true. If but if time is a flat circle, do we have to kill it or is it already dead? Wow. That's something to think about. So then, this is what Brian is saying to Kyle. Dad's going to notice an orangutan in your, in your room. You can't just keep an orangutan in your room. Yeah. Uh, they wrap up Dunstan's hand in the last minute we'd seen. Again, we see that precise timing again of talking and doing actions with Dunstan's y- hand. Yes. Good. Very, yeah. Very similar to the last minute where there was the get the glass out, spray it. Now we're getting. You ever do acting? Do I ever do. Have you ever done acting? Acting? <laughs> Not in any professional sense. Were you ever in theater in like high school? Oh hell yeah! <clears throat> well, that's we talked like, about this many time. But that's like a thing, you know, like being uh, able to talk and do actions at the same time and make it flow easily is uh, like a skill that they teach you in like theater class. And I'm gonna say this kid's good at it. Yeah, you say teach. I feel like it's just it's there's not like a day that they. Take I disagree. In my in my theater class, that it was like that was something we actively talked about. Maybe that was some, maybe that was where my theater class went wrong. And frankly. I think that's something that some actors need to work on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I think Brian's good at it. Yeah, the kid who plays Brian. Rather, I recall I was uh, in one of my high school plays. There was a a bit where what was it? Oh, in the as it was written in the play, they I played a, a character who like only had like one scene. Uh-huh. He comes in, he's offered a cigarette, takes it, smokes it, and then leaves. Uh-huh. And they 
it ended up getting written out of our version of it. Sure. Because they couldn't figure out where to put the ashtray. <laughs> so that was that was even like I couldn't. Oh, you know, I had the prop, and I, you know, actors love props. Sure. So I had a prop, and then they were like, "Oh, can we put it?" Because there was like a table, but it was too low. Yeah. There was like a a half wall, but that was like too high and out of reach where uh-huh. I would be standing. Yeah. So it's just they couldn't figure out where to put the ashtray. Wow. So they were like, just uh, just turn it down. <laughs> and it was like set in the 20s and my character was a doctor. Mm. And it was they were like, yeah, you're a doctor. You wouldn't do it. And I was like, at that time, they thought smoking was cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't have worked that way. Yeah. Uh, so, Nike yeah. So is, that, Nike the, is striking a very dynamic oh pose. My God. And I just want to highlight that for the, you. Not the for the listeners, are really but for you. What's, what's putting it on for me. Yeah. That was. I feel like he's right, gonna bye. go do a quest. Yeah, like, <laughs> he like stood up, like stood very straight, ears up, and then left the room. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they wrapped Dunstan's hand in gauze. Uh-huh. Uh, then something, uh, you know, uh, occurs to Brian. He says, "Wait a minute, we have lots of rooms. That's all we got is rooms. We're a hotel. We're, a hotel. We're basically a room store." So then we go to a different scene, which is <laughs> uh, now Brian's sitting at his computer. Yeah. Where we had seen him playing some kind of poker before. Yeah. Now he has pulled up an interface that is very similar to the poker interface to Lord Rutledge's. Oh, you're not wrong. Hacking interface. Maybe Lord Rutledge hacked into the majestic website. Yeah, I think because I believe in that minute we had we had discussed a little bit. Was this like a custom program? Yeah, like, like what is ha- the deal yeah. with this? <laughs> Uh, maybe he just got into their mainframe or whatever. I still find it very unlikely it that like. the Majestic would need to have on vial in its mainframe <laughs> a realistic 3D model of the hotel. Well, and then wasn't also in uh, Mrs. Delacroce's file, it was like likes and dislikes yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. Net worth or something. <laughs> exactly. It was pretty wild. I mean, this movie has a very 90s understanding of how computers work, yeah. which is in 90s movies, computers can do literally anything in the world if your skill level is high enough. Yeah, <laughs> and and anything that they can't do, they actually can. You just didn't know it. Yeah, that's that's the extra kind of layer to it. Exactly. Um, so we do see that uh, uh, Brian types in the word "new" into like a search bar or something, and that allows him to pull up a way to get this uh, a fake name in. Yeah. So he can get a room uh-huh. under a fake name to put Dunstan in. Yeah. So the way they decide on the can we name, talk about something that's in the background of the shot behind brian oh of course we can they seem to have a potted fruit tree in the room now that's interesting (laughs) which is interesting i did not notice that at all it's not it can't be real yeah i didn't because you can't have an indoor fruit tree yeah i don't know enough about gardening there's a tree with like lemons on it behind i'm gonna keep a strong eye out for when it wraps around keep a strong eye here we never did talk about in uh, Kyle's room. There's that a uh, big map wall. I like that wall a lot. Yeah, that's fun. I'm looking for the potted. Where is this potted? It's fruit? behind Brian. Behind Brian. So yeah. So we're when we get cut back to Brian, you'll see it in a second. Where there oh! it is. Yeah, by, by the fish tank. Huh. Now that's interesting, right? It's also it's here's the thing. Yeah. It's a thing that seems impossible to be real, but weird to be fake. Yeah, I think maybe it is real. Uh, maybe it is real. What are the implications of that? Well, you can grow a fruit in your house. We've also talked about before how we suspect that they're in some kind of basement. This is true. There's no lighting that would keep a tree alive. Trees need light. Yeah. There's no dark trees. No. Um, What if there was a tree that only grew in the dark? How would we ever see it? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I think about that kind of shit a lot when it comes to the bottom of the ocean. Sure. There's probably a bunch of weird shit down there. I do don't want to think about the bottom of the Let ocean. Let me ask you this. Yeah. And I'm going to have to ask, this is going to involve thinking about the bottom of the ocean. I'm Ugh. sorry. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to ask you any percentages on whether or not you think this is real. Cause how could you possibly guess? But do you think it's possible mm-hmm. that there is an advanced intelligent civilization on the bottom of the ocean that much like we cannot reach the bottom of the ocean, they cannot reach the top of the ocean and they don't know about us. They're just living their lives down there. There's gotta be right. <laughs> <laughs> like there has to be. <laughs> like there's literally no chance there isn't. Like okay, so like from the few bits we've seen in the bottom of the ocean, there's like big super predators down there or whatever. Yeah. But like I don't know, there's like lions and shit on land, and we figured it out. 
Who's to say that? <laughs> we figured it out? Yeah. I Who's also to say think that the bottom of the ocean people didn't also figure it out? They teach it in schools. I'm sure it's all proper. You know what I mean? Yeah. We don't know what's under the fucking crust. Yeah. First of all, Earth's not a pizza, so crust, what the fuck? Yeah. Second of, of all. <laughs> second of all. Yeah. Nobody's been there. Yeah. So who's to say that under the ocean crust, you know? Yeah. That there isn't just like a little... More shit. You do yeah. realize that this is literally... That is literally a conspiracy theory on par with Flat Earth. It's called Hollow Earth. <laughs> I'm not gonna say... We just found out that Andrew is a Hollow Earther. I'm not gonna say... <laughs> but there's certainly a lot of questions that we don't have answers for. <laughs> yeah, you're just asking questions. <laughs> just asking questions. Yeah. Science thinks they have the answers. Yeah, have you ever seen the curvature of the Earth? That's the question I'm asking. Look, I'm not doubting that kind of stuff. <laughs> But we haven't been inside the moon either. Oh, so you're suggesting that a hollow moon theory. I think everything could be hollow. <laughs> I have long said that I... I when I lay down... There we go. I'm excited to see where this is going. When you lay down, yes. I have a hollow belly. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't think there's parts in me. I don't think there's parts in anyone. I think it's all made up. <gasps> what do you mean? <laughs> Got a hollow belly. You can play me like a drum. Okay. What do you mean you don't think there's parts in anybody? I don't know. What do you think a is happening? Like hollow earth, hollow people. Okay, but what do you think is happening inside your body? Oh, ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you, okay, so are surgeons liars? I don't know. I cannot say. I cannot say. Here's the thing. Look, the movie industry wanted gore. No, here's the thing. So shut, shut, shut up, shut up, Here's the thing. No one... And listen, the amount of people who yeah. have been to space, yeah, be it the moon, be it the ISS, whatever, is limited enough that I can understand why people would say that the Earth is flat. Way more people than that have seen the insides of bodies. Maybe it's not everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Only some bodies are yeah. hollow. Is what you're saying? I think I'm full you of believe, ghosts. You believe that you are you have a hollow body? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't understand how it works. Okay. It doesn't make sense to me. Okay. It doesn't make sense. That's all I'm saying. Fair enough. And honestly, probably never will. I mean, that's, it's funny that you bring this up on this episode and not on the Osmosis Jones episode. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? All right. Should we get back to the minute? What, did we leave? The, we didn't leave the minute. <laughs> we never left the minute. Yeah, we did. <laughs> um, you you took us here from fruit trees. Yeah, fruit trees is how we got here. Well, because then you brought up dark trees. <laughs> yeah, naturally. All right. Um, do you believe Brian is hacking? Yes. Well, because here's the thing. Yeah. This minute, and I think if it's not answered in this minute, it's not going to be answered in the rest of the movie. No. Although maybe I'm remembering wrong. Uh-huh. This movie does not. Ad- this minute does not address how they are paying for this room that they are renting out. Well, because even if they are hacking, mm. they're going to notice that in the books. They could. I I I think if anything that that the. I don't know if he's hacking so much as he has a back door into the system. Sure, that, which could be called a hack. Yeah. Because uh, I, I could believe that the computer that is... Every, with, anytime you use a computer, yeah. that's hacking. That's hacking. It's just, the, the, you know, if you're just doing, like, posting on Twitter or whatever, it's just very simple hacking. I think the idea that Mr. Grant would have access to the files from his home computer is very mm-hmm. possible. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what Brian is accessing. Just yeah. a natural access point. I, I, would, I could see that. I still think, I still don't understand how they're explaining how this room is rented out. But no money is coming in. Well, I, th- I think maybe what they're hoping is that doesn't they only need it for they don't know how long they don't have a plan. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think they're they're hoping that they'll they'll move Dunstan somewhere else before it's noticed. All they need to do is make sure the room is empty. So you put a name on a room. Someone's looking to book a room. They go, oh, we can't book this room. That's interesting. somebody's in it. That's interesting. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it works that way. This might be another situation where we have to we call, have to call. Uh, my, my girlfriend, the hotel expert. <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> yeah. is possible. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm not saying that, you know, you could do this in any case. Mm-hmm. 
But I think yeah. maybe from this access point, knowing that it's coming down the line from a Mr. Grant source, perhaps, mm-hmm. people would go, oh, we, we can't book this room. It's got a name on it. All right. All right. You, but, you, you've, all right. Yeah. You've convinced me that it's plausible. Yeah. Not that it's possible, but it is plausible. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so then they have to pull a name, so they decide to pick a name at random from the white pages. Uh-huh. Uh, they do this by Kyle opens the book and Dunstan closes his eyes and points. He covers well, them with his hand. Kyle just looks over at Dunstan and Dunstan knows to do that. <laughs> yeah, they have <laughs> Which reached, again yeah. suggests to me that Dunstan's level is both above and below human intelligence where he can communicate just like he just reads vibes from other people and knows what they want from him. Yeah, that's clearly what has happened. Here. Yes. Then I believe you'll notice in the close up. It's a human finger pointing to the name. Oh. Perhaps implying that Dunstan pointed and then Kyle picked up the point to read it off. Yeah, I think that is what is implied. I, I will say in the in the screen grab that I got, doesn't look like a child's finger, but I'll I'll let that go. Yeah. Um, you gotta you gotta suspend your disbelief a little bit. So the name that they pick at random is it's last name first. Mm-hmm. Uh uh Nyok, perhaps? Lambin Nyok. Yeah. Uh, which then is spelled out for Brian. Correct. To type out. Uh, Correct. Kyle does say it to Brian. Yes. Which I bring up for a thing later. Yeah. Uh, so then uh, as Brian is typing it in, he then says, oh, I'll make him a doctor. Mm-hmm. When a hotel thinks you're a doctor, you can get away with anything. Now, what the fuck? Yeah, that's a weird thing to say. I that think. is a very weird thing to say. Yeah. Are doctors like rock stars? I don't know. Because that's the thing about rock stars. Yeah. <laughs> is that they give, them, they give them the big room and then they trash it and they're like, uh, it's Keith. Yes, finish that <laughs> sentence. Finish that sentence. Keith who? I was going to say Keith David, and that's not a rock star. <laughs> Good actor, not a rock star. Do you think any amount of thinking... Cause I can think of two Keiths that would fit in that sentence. Yeah, I, I, Do you think... Off I, the top I, of my head, I can think of two Keiths. No, I, I definitely... I was going to say David. I had to stop myself. I was trying to think of the more famous one, and then I thought of Moon. That's one, right? That is one. Uh, Famously I, a partier, too. I can't think of Keith... Uh, early death. Keith... Uh, Keith Moon was the drummer for The Who. Keith, uh, you're thinking. Of, you're trying to think of the very, the very. The, I would say the more famous one between him and Keith Moon, the one yeah, who's still alive. The one who's still alive. <laughs> I was trying to. Think, I can. Uh, yeah, if yeah. you tap out, I will tell you the name. No, I. I, I want to walk you through my brain process here okay, real quick. Okay, sure. Then I thought, sure. oh, is he the one that has the daughter who's an actress, Liv Tyler, Keith Tyler? That's not nope, right. Nope. It's Steven Tyler. So now <laughs> yeah. I, I'm out. Can I? Do you have any idea what band this Keith is even from? Oh, uh, you know the Blue Boys. I don't know. <laughs> Blue Boys, sure. Yeah. Would it help you if I told you he was in a Pirates of the Caribbean movie? Oh, uh, uh, now I can see him in my brain. Sure. <laughs> uh, but I don't remember his last name. I believe you're thinking of Keith Richards from the Rolling Stones. Richards. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> so when you have a Keith Richards come sure. in, you go, oh, he knocked over all the lamps. That's that's Keith Richards. That's what you get. Yeah. But it's like, oh, Dr. Smith came in. That's right. The bed got thrown out the window. What? <sighs> yeah, I don't, I, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. It's not. And it's not even like in the style of like, oh, dress like a pilot and you can walk through the airport un, unlooked at. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're in a hospital hotel, you know? Yeah. They're just in a, a hospital hotel. hotel, sure. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think Brian, Brian's full of shit or something. I don't, mm. I don't know what to think of that line except for that. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess you could say in that sense, if you're a doctor, maybe some people will think you're important. Mm-hmm. But that just... I Can I... I don't remember if this is the case. Yeah. But when I see this minute... Uh, let me ask you, if are you also bracing yourself for future minutes where they explain away the way he looks because he's not a white person? I, in to the best of my memory. Because in my, in my mind, I see Vietnam, they're, they're disguising Dunstan by giving him a Vietnamese name. I, yeah. I, that's a recipe for racism right there. I, yeah, to the best of my memory, they do not enact any racism <laughs> using Dunstan okay. in that sense. Because even even but here's the thing though here's here's how spotty my memory of this movie is, 
I don't even remember this part. I don't remember sure. that they gave him a fake name and, yeah. and and rolled him in. Yeah, me neither. I I was in my mind they just go to the room yeah. with no no problems because they literally have no fucking problems getting Dunstan around this hotel otherwise. Yeah. That's Why true. do they got to start inventing names and disguises? That's true. You've already snuck him into your room like three times. Yeah. Like ab- actually three times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <clears throat> uh So yeah, so he he uh Brian, make sure to type in Royal Suite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, now why give Dunstan a huge room as well? That seems way more conspicuous. I'm, I mean, if he's a doctor, of course he has a huge room. I don't know. That's the, Is that Brian's line of thinking? I guess. Or is Brian just like, I love the Royal Suite and I want to hang out there? I think that is Brian's line of thinking. Yeah. I think Brian's bad. I think we've lost. I think the, the grounded, mature adult Brian we mm. enjoyed in the last couple minutes, I think that I think he's gone. Yeah. And we're back to a little little douchey fuck boy Brian because uh, the other thing that I, I wrote in the side notes of this minute aren't they both grounded <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like they both I mean I know that Mr. Grant I guess apologized to his son Kyle yeah. but also they both got in trouble for separate things yeah they weren't the grounded for, for Dunstan related things they were done they were grounded for the incident with the fountain well there was the fountain but then God, also the fountain. that was so long so ago, long ago. Oh. but also Brian was in trouble for something different for perving perving right yeah he, he was mad at him for also perving. unrelated to dunston and then kyle was in trouble because he was yelling at lord rutledge which was dunston related but at this point lord Mr. Rutledge Grant don't know that. Been, yeah yeah, that's yeah. True. that's true so he still thinks he's like okay yeah my son saw a monkey that's true mm-hmm. but it has nothing to do with this rich guy yeah that's true. So I think at this Although point... Although at this point, maybe maybe Mr. Grant is... is maybe everything's in question now. Maybe at this point, now that he knows the orangutan is real, maybe he's like, was he... Maybe he was right about the rich guy. I think we see in later minutes that's not true. But, well, he's got to play t- it safe because he also... he Right now, what I think might be going on in Mr. Grant's head right now yeah. is he's like... 80% likely this rich guy is the hotel critic. Yeah. 20% likely my son is right and he is an orangutan bandit. <laughs> um, and there is a crossover in those, a 1% crossover. Where he's both. He's both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he's got to hedge his bets. Yeah. But also he's like, if I'm that unsure, I can understand why Kyle would get the idea. Yeah. But I, I think the, the easiest explanation for why, if they are canonically grounded in this moment, mm-hmm. why nothing is happening to them is that Mr. Grant's busy. Like, he's just running around taking care True. of hotel shit. Yeah. And maybe that he wouldn't notice an orangutan in Kyle's room. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the short answer. <laughs> because at this point, they are just openly having... The, Dunstan is sitting like at the kitchen table. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's not like, oh, make sure Dad's not coming by. It's yeah. just like no one's no one's keeping look an eye out. No one is just looking out in on the these room. children. Yeah. yeah. Oh God. You know what else? What? Why aren't they in school? We've talked about this. Is it Sunday still? Off. <laughs> no, I think it's I, maybe their homeschool. The homeschooling is the only thing that I can say. Mm-hmm. That's the okay. only answer that I have every time that you bring this up. Because I could, because we saw the date on the first. Was that a it was Saturday? Sunday, March. Oh well, if it started on Sunday, there's definitely been a night, which would make this a weekday, which would mean they, those kids yeah, these, should be in school. Yeah, it's definitely been weekdays. I think oh. it started on a Sunday. It'll end on a Friday. Is this a you're gonna do a nursery rhyme? You're gonna start talking about Solomon Grundy? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dunstan Grundy. Stop it! Born Stop, on it. A Stop it! Okay. Stop it! Stop it! Thank you for releasing me from that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so he, he gives him the royal suite. Then we cut to they're in an elevator and Dunstan's in a wheelchair with a hat on. Mm-hmm. And this is where I would like to talk about the little rascals. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> yeah. So I will say as much as listen, this is a bad movie. And this is a bad minute. Yeah. It does employ it. Here's the thing. It doesn't quite employ my favorite trope. My okay. favorite trope is two or more creatures that are not an adult human yeah. putting on a long coat and pretending to be an adult human. That's my favorite shit. Mm. I think it's always funny. And this is close enough to that that I knew I had to pick a movie that had that in it. You love Vincent Adultman. What? Oh, Vincent Adultman yeah. from Bojack Horseman, yes. Um, so I had a couple thoughts. My yeah. first thought was uh, The Muppets, the 2011 Muppet movie. Oh, they do that, yeah. Yeah, they, they even name it and then they call it Muppet Man. Yeah, um, that's that is a very fun t- scene. I thought of the movie Shaun the Sheep, which contains that moment mm. in the trailer. Wow! Uh, and then I I thought of others, and I'm like, what you know, what 
most fits the vibes what has that in it and also fits the vibes of this podcast yeah. and is also something that maybe i could go for a revisit that i haven't seen in a while yeah uh and what i landed at was the little rascals yeah. um had you seen the little rascals before oh i watched it a ton as a child i watched it a ton as a child as well and i will say much like uh, we talked about this when we did our episode on punks, mm-hmm. there were moments in this movie that I haven't thought about in years that I forgot about that yeah. when I saw them, I like fell into my childhood chair. <laughs> and I don't know why, but something about the image of George Went with a toothpick in his mouth, holding a little piece of wood and saying paper or plastic. Like that image is just such a moment from my childhood uh-huh. that I had completely forgotten, but I was just so instantly drawn back to when it happened in the movie. Yeah. That, 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 wild. One, that is a fun thing where, as a child, I had no idea who any of those actors were. Sure, but now you see that that's Norm. Yeah, I'm like, that's Norm? <laughs> that's you know Reba? What's, like, what the yeah, hell? Yeah. Reba. Reba's in this movie. Reba's in this. Uh, I mean, let's not get too excited about all the people who are in this movie because there's one real stinkeroo in the bunch. Yeah, yeah. Um, but George Went. You know what else is interesting to me about George Went's cameo in this film? What? It's weird how much better he looks in like a just a flannel and a, a a t-shirt that fits him reasonably well instead of like the the shitty suits he was always stuffed into in, in cheers yeah um which i think on cheers they were intentionally kind of trying to make him look like a, a bit of a sad family man i mean yeah. he is a character who spends all his nights away from his wife who we never see at a bar mm. so like i they, they do the george costanza thing where they you know his, his clothes are a little too tight and and you know it's just it's not a good look on cheers mm. and then i see him on in the little rest i'm like oh george white was a handsome man <laughs> i mean still is he's still alive uh-huh. it was just that was a, that was a night i was like ah good for george went yeah yeah the, oddly enough, the one uh, like cameo like that that I remember is Whoopi. Whoopi, sure. I mean, of course, I remembered Whoopi. That's as well. the one that yeah. I was like, of course, Whoopi's in this. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Whoopi yeah. stands out. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Well, they also do the fun, the fun gag of um, whose mom is it? Who, who's Whoopi? Whoopi's whose mom? Uh, I I never remember any of the kids' names other <laughs> than Spanky or Alfalfa. Yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> but the one kid says to the other, "Oh, that's your." Uh, oh, that's your mom, and, the, and I think the kid's response is like, "Oh, whoopee!" Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's a fun. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, <laughs> that is fun. Mm-hmm. I agree, that's fun. Yeah, but uh, who else? Daryl Hannah. Daryl Hannah's in Leah this movie. Thompson, yes, Mrs. Right? Crabtree. What? Yeah. Leah Thompson. Leah Thompson. Yeah. Yes, as the, the ballet, ballet instructor. Uh-huh. Yes, a lot of big names. Wild. And one that, I mean, what do we do? Do we talk about it or do we not talk about it? I'm good not talking about it. I, I think the, yeah, fair. I think the um, but let's just say this yeah the, there's a the shitty fascist that we all hate is in this movie because it was the 90s and they put him in a lot of movies back then and it sucks yeah but they didn't know better back then and frankly I, neither did neither did you you might have there were people there were certainly people who knew that he sucked back then what I what I do want to say about it is that so at, uh, uh, to just jump all the way ahead during the credits they play some bloopers he comes off like a real asshole in the bloopers right yeah <laughs> like, yeah that's definitely in a point where it's like I feel like Whoever was in charge of editing the bloopers were like, I got to get the truth out. Yeah. <laughs> they were really trying to like. He spits food on the on the floor. I was trying to figure out if that was meant to be a part in the scene and they yeah. cut it. I don't or know. Or if he just was a complete asshole. It just seemed like he was a complete it asshole. Like he spit on the person in front of It looked him. like he did. Yeah. yeah. And like, he, he, like he literally said he's supposed to like steal a piece of popcorn or something. Yeah, that, I think that was supposed to be in the movie. Yeah. And then he spits out and he's like, that was really bad popcorn. It was yeah, just like, like. Like a fucking child that can't yeah. even hold something in his mouth for a second. If it's bad, he just spits it out wherever he is. Yeah. It was, God. it was pretty bad. Yeah, uh, I mean, he is the the villain's father. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, that's correct. Waldo is the villain. I would agree with that uh, from the get go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what now? They do. Do you want to talk about that scene? Because that's all, that's Mel Brooks I'm talking about the cameos. Oh yeah, Mel Brooks is also for the movie. for the children pretending to be adults. Yeah, that scene is very funny. That scene is very funny. Like, that scene definitely stands out. I remembered that scene. And also, I don't know if this is just what I was into as a mm. kid, but them there with the beards and everything, they're in like the exact same outfits that they were in in the scene in Punks when they do this. Yeah. Now, okay, I will say though, in Punks, it's ZZ Top. Yeah, and here it's, well, because his beers are a different color here. here it's, <laughs> They're more like Amish. Um, the hats too. Yeah, the hats. That's, they have big that's hats. Correct, yeah, um, but they 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 need money for their clubhouse to be rebuilt. Yes, because Alfalfa accidentally burnt down their clubhouse. Was it truly Alfalfa's fault? It could have been Spanky. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'd like. <laughs> Rogue to, Spanky that's element what here. I'd like to do. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they, they need money, and so they're going to go to a bank to get a loan, and they yeah. don't understand exactly how that works. Of yeah, course, because yeah. they're very small children. Yeah. 
uh, but they do know how to pretend to be an adult by stacking two or more of them on their shoulders <laughs> yes. and walking in wearing fake beards. Fake beards, trench coats, hats. It's great. It's yeah. a great scene. Mel Brooks isn't looking at them at first, so he's just kind of like, oh, yes, uh, have a seat. What would you like? Yeah. <laughs> when he does finally look up at them, he is first just like flabbergasted. Mm-hmm. Then he gets angry and he pulls on their beards. Yeah. And they're very clearly fake. And he like snaps them too. Yeah. yeah it is the old movie thing. Um, and he's like, I never want to see you get out of here. If I was your parents, if I was your parents, I would punish you or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and I think one of them retorts, if I was your child, I'd want to be punished. Like it was something stupid like that. Uh, but when they leave the bank, they hold the door open for two people walking in that are just tall men with beards and hats like theirs. That's a good gag. It's so funny <laughs> because I I think what makes that gag so fucking funny mm-hmm. is they don't show you. You just see them go in. Yeah. And you your mind just goes, for me at least, Mel Brooks is going to yell at these people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. He's going to be like, I told you to get out of here. <laughs> That's so funny to imagine what that character would do next. Yeah. It's great. And the fact that they don't they don't lay on you know, they don't like lay it all out for you. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. Yeah. That's 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 <laughs> This that's really movie it's 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 a lot, this movie. Yes. I will uh, let's say we got I mean we've we've already discussed the horrible cameo from the bad person. Yeah. Um it's also like I don't know, as like as like a trans person and someone who is like, you know, uh knows and thinks that we should be fighting against general like there's weird gender stuff in this movie that's like kind of the whole point in this movie yeah but like and like occasionally it's kind of shitty with that stuff but ultimately i feel like it's hearts in the right place Mm -hmm. and the jokes are really fucking good which is why i'm gonna say little rascals holds up but you know be warned there's some shit in it you might not want to see yeah i i think um but part, part of that um gender stuff is like the the weird arc that they put into the movie is that these boys are going to learn that girls are people. Like, yeah, yeah. Because like the, the the premise is that they they are part of a club called the He Man Woman Haters Club. Yeah, which is like that that was probably like that's from the original R Game shorts. There, R Gang a, shorts, right? Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that they took from the original R Gang shorts, but but even like the plot of them, which is as a name though, that's just like yeah, it's it's it stands out starkly in in I think '94. Like woman haters is like just such a it's. Not, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like funny. It's just like no, weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the 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 general arc of the film, I think they they cr- was very much created. Yeah. For the film, but yes. a lot of the gags and a lot of the plot stuff was ripped from just different arguing shorts. Shorts yeah. that they kind of mashed together. Yeah. Um, the, you can read it all on the Wikipedia page. It yeah. just it really breaks it down. But there's, I remember I was reading it, and there's one where it's like. Oh, for this one single gag in the movie, they took it from this short and this short and this short and this short. <laughs> so it's it's kind of the idea of like they really did mash them all up together. Yeah, either that or the shorts were very repetitive. <laughs> I'm not. It sure. works well though. I mean, the the jokes in this movie are really funny. Like they're, I don't know, little rascals. I was I was pleased with how much the the mm. humor held up. I do I do think it almost. Although, huh. Sorry, what were you gonna say? No, I I think it almost uh, uh, falls into that zone of like. Hey, remember when you could drink out of a hose? <laughs> yeah, there's a little bit of that for it's sure. All, like it's it it touches that, but it never like throw confronts it really. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like, uh, yeah, just forget that this is the '90s. I mean, I guess in the '90s, like kids ran around, but mm-hmm. it's it's definitely you know it's it's like it's a, of it, a it's of yeah. a timeless, different time, not a yeah, time. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like it's yeah. the '90s sort of, but not really. Yeah. Um, it's also I don't know. It's one of those movies where like I, because all the main care it's so focused in the world of these kids that the yeah. movie really goes along with like kid logic in a really fun way mm. like one of the jokes that i really like in the movie is their clubhouse is on fire so they send two of them the two the characters who are like kind of almost the rosencrantz and guildenstern of the movie and that they're just kind of two bumbling fools yeah who don't really contribute to the action but i just kind of float through mm. and they go to call 911 for their clubhouse and one of them says either what's the number for 911 and the other says i don't know and they just shrug and walk away <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's, that's great that's pretty good um but yeah, even I mean, taking that kid logic to the extreme, even within the the view of the movie, when Spanky and Alfalfa are fighting mm-hmm. and they go to each other's house 
to oh, that, make up I to each other. I love that gag. Their parents, their, <laughs> their dads, dads are like just adult versions of them. <laughs> yes, even like the Alfalfa's dad is just Alfalfa Big. Like, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's that's so, all it is. That's so good. It's really, really funny. That's so funny. Yeah. Here's, I will say, there's one running joke from the movie that I thought maybe didn't work so well. Mm. It's weird that they put in a number of jokes where the joke is that Alfalfa's hair is like a boner, right? Yeah, <laughs> it, like where like the the girl does something that's supposed to be pretty, and Alfalfa's hair shoots up and makes like a boiling sound yeah. effect. Don't that don't was a bit Reba, much. Reba says it to him at one point, right? <laughs> she might. Reba's, Reba's like she might. <laughs> you know, is that your hair? Are you oh, excited are you happy to, to see, see me? me? Yeah, yeah, she does say that. You're right. That's really that one was the one where I went that crossed. Come on, yeah, that crossed the line. Come on, <laughs> stop pretending this child's hair is a boner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really strange. Um, but yeah, I think we also should talk about the actor who plays Alfalfa. His name is Bug Hall. Bug Hall, yeah. I never realized that. <laughs> I never knew that. And now it feels like something that everyone should be. T- Bug Hall. Bug Hall, yeah. Bug Hall. What a name. What a name indeed. <laughs> what a great name. <laughs> it's a good name. Uh, iconic. <laughs> I will say this also. I think like all the child actors in this movie do a really good job. Like they're all really funny. Yeah, I, I, I think it definitely. It. it starts to strain a little bit but mm-hmm. then even then it, it plays more into the idea that you know just children aren't perfect like they're yeah, just which, there's they're a gonna charm stumble to with their words yeah. they're gonna you know look around funny like yeah. it's not it's not going to be like oh such a moving performance it's just yeah. these are just kids screwing around yeah and it's that's part of the fun mm-hmm. I, one of the other kid kid flubs that i think is funny uh is when they they put up their sideshow to make money at the fair uh-huh. uh and they call it ripley's believe it or um, believe it or else <laughs> yeah that's good come on that's, that's pretty, a good joke that's, that's a good, good joke well the what, what was it six six it's something tall man-eating chicken a four foot tall man eating chicken, and it's just one of them with a fake mustache eating chicken. It's a man eating chicken, <laughs> and somehow that works. They get like yeah. five hundred dollars. No, they get that because they rip off money from oh, the talent yeah. show. You're right. They put up an ambition three dollars sign from the in front of the talent show. You're right. That's yeah. that's funny too. Yeah, that's good. That's pretty funny. Um, what was I gonna say? I don't know. I think to me, uh, the look of Waldo sets the standard for. Uh, like nerds we hate you know what I mean oh sure (laughs) Waldo really Waldo's like the snooty rich kid in the film yeah Uh, and he is yeah he is the kind of nerd that should be hated (laughs) yeah Um, it's like every movie from then on that if you needed a nerd we hate that was they were like okay we'll take Waldo and cast someone who looks like that yeah yeah can I tell you a prop in this movie that I desperately want to own in real life tell me in the part where um, so uh, Alfalfa Knowing that his uh, compatriots cannot read, mm. he crafts a apology love letter yeah. to Darla. Darla? Darla. Uh, but he tells them it's like a hate letter. Yeah. Uh, and then the scene is they go and they lose the letter, but they say, don't worry, we remembered it. And they just say what Alfalfa had said the letter said. Mm-hmm. Um, in that scene, did you know? Did you happen to notice what she was holding in her hand? A can? She was holding a can of Shasta root beer oh. with some kind of promotion at the time. <gasps> there was an image of Super Mario no on way. the Shasta root beer. It was. It said like Super Mario Bros with an image of a little cartoon Mario on the can. How did I not catch that? <laughs> yeah, it's so good. I wonder if, do you know, do you, was it like, it was cartoon Mario or yeah. what? I wonder if that was for the show. Yeah, I don't know. It must, might have been for the show. God that's crazy. Yeah. I love that. That's so good. I need to, Fun I need to re-examine detail. the footage That's Easter there. egg. Check, check that out when you watch Little Rascals. Definitely. I'm going to put that in the IMDb trivia. Yeah. <laughs> that's really good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's all I have to say about Little Rascals. Well, it's yeah, it's a good Rascals. movie. There's some, yeah. you know, it's bumpy, some rough mm-hmm. parts, but it's it's overall, I would say, a, a very funny movie. Check yeah. it out. I, I also, see, I don't want to say a mean thing, but in the sense that, so in the bloopers over the credits, mm-hmm. There is a, a thing where they they show that the the actress oh she keeps Darla, looking at the camera keeps looking at the camera and you can hear in whether or not it's the director Penelope Spheris or whether it's someone on set oh I didn't know this was a Spheris joint yeah I was very excited to see that yeah um, the uh, whoever someone is continually yelling at her don't look at the camera <laughs> yeah. and it starts out as like don't look at the camera don't look, and as it continues yeah, you it can gets hear it more get severe. more a little annoyed uh, yeah annoyed aggressive <laughs> yeah. I don't know where yeah. it's just like. Don't look at the camera. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the last one. <laughs> and it's very like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. child actors don't get treated well. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Back uh, to the minute? Huh? Back to the minute? 
Yeah. Why not? Why not go back to the minute? Yeah. Why? Hey, why not? Yeah. So they're wheeling We're Dunstan. Here. We might as well. They're wheeling Dunstan in a wheelchair, mm-hmm. and he's wearing a hat, and he's got, I guess it's supposed to look like a sweater and a blanket on him. Yeah. It's kind of the look that they're trying to give him. He, uh, he's definitely fully still an orangutan. Yeah. <laughs> like, his face is in no way described. And, like, there are no legs coming out into the legs of the chair. Like, yeah. it's not, this doesn't look like a... It doesn't look like a human being. <laughs> this doesn't look like, yeah, a human being. The, 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 the idea that they get into an elevator with the the, the a housekeeper employee. who is actively looking at Dunstan. Yeah, I, I guess all she can see is a hat and a shape of a animal. <laughs> I looking I, down at that angle. I guess. Um, at no point in the elevator ride did she lean forward for a better well, look. Yeah. Also, like who stepped in first? Yeah. That's gonna be. That's gonna Either be. Either way, she would have seen Dunstan's face. Yeah. Um, it's 1996. She's not looking at her cell phone and missing it when they come in. This is true. This is true. That's the thing about the kids these days. Yeah. They're always looking at their cell phone. They don't notice when an orangutan gets on the elevator with them. Yeah. Probably don't even know how to work an elevator. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> is there like, an app for that? Yeah. Like, uh, oh, this is they're touching like the part where it shows the numbers instead of the buttons. Oh, this isn't a touch screen. Yeah. Ah, these millennials. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I don't even know what the hell I'm trying to say. They got him in a wheelchair. I yeah. knew it. I remember in my mind, I remember I wanted to say something at this point. Because we brought it up earlier in the in the show, mm-hmm. and I do not remember what I wanted to say. Oh well, and I was hoping it would come to me while I was stalling right there, <laughs> but it did and not. It did not. Oh, I remember now. As they're leaving the elevator uh-huh. to kind of sell that they have uh, Doctor uh, Knocklam Bin with them, uh-huh. uh, Kyle says, "Oh, right this way, Doctor Nagok." Then, then he pronounces it wrong. He says Nagok. He says Nagok. Yeah. So this leads me to believe one of two things. Uh-huh. Either they filmed this scene first, mm-hmm. didn't tell him that he pronounced it incorrectly, yeah, l- just left it in, and then they filmed the earlier scene later, and they made sure that he pronounced it correctly. Mm-hmm. Or well, here's what I'm gonna say. Or it's voiceover. Here's what I'm gonna say. The, the first one. I don't think it was fully pronounced correctly in the earlier scene either. Yeah, pr- I mean, probably not. Um, and I think I th- I just think the idea here is that these two children. These two white children just don't know how to pronounce the name and are tr- are struggling with different pronunciations. Well, the thing is, they I went- think honestly, I think unfortunately, I think that's I think that's supposed to be a joke. I I mean, if it is, yeah, it's it's. I mean, like, like, every, like remember the like time every, like that was? I yeah. mean, I, at the time, I feel like it still happens today sometimes. Mm-hmm. But like, foreign names are funny was like a style of joke. More so back then, still so in some circles today, and I, I think that is what they're doing here. Yeah, I I just thought because they pronounce each one, they, each time they say it is so different. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's supposed to be funny. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Really missing the mark <laughs> yeah, then yeah. there. Um. So yeah. So they get they get him in when they get to the door of the royal suite. They open the door. Uh-huh. I want to note that we hear a beep. Okay. I believe we haven't fully understood how these hotel keys work. That's true. There's been some controversy about the hotel keys. They look like keys, but they're also kind of like the RFID chips. Yeah. But when they get to the door, we see when it opens, we do see that Brian is holding the key and we hear a beep before the door opens. Yeah. That's all. all, That's just more information. Conspiracy theory. Brian just did that. (laughs) Brian just beeped. Yeah. Brian's a robot. Yeah. That explains why he thought the orangutan was so neat. Or a robot enthusiast, and he made a beep noise with his mouth. Okay. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I like that, too. Uh, so, but when they get to the door, Dunstan hops out of the wheelchair, and they just walk in, leaving the door open, and the wheelchair at the door. Yeah. That's not how it goes. <laughs> well, and also, that's not good if they're trying to hide. Yeah. That's pretty open. Yeah. Pretty out in the open. Yeah. Uh, pretty bad. Uh, Dunstan goes off one direction. Kyle and Brian go off the other direction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, they're mm-hmm. they're saying, "Whoa, impressive!" You know. Uh, do you now, based on what we said earlier, do you think Brian has been in a royal suite before? Yes, but maybe Kyle hasn't. I think they both have, uh-huh. but in the capacity of like being shown around, or like not like they not where they, they they've never had free reign in a royal suite. Okay. Let me put it that way, because they they seem like they're looking around like. Like, look at how big it is. Look at all the stuff that's here. Yeah, I think I think they're they've never had a royal suite to themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
so then uh, we do get a, a little glimpse of the way that this place is laid out. Mm-hmm. There's like a table with the phone in the middle. In the back, there's the bed uh-huh. with kind of Egyptian style statues. The statues, the the decor in the Majestic Hotel is all over the place. I, yeah. I feel like we're always seeing it's, different styles clashing. It's like a um, Cheesecake Factory or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's what it's like. Isn't that the bit with Cheesecake Factories? They're they're designed like with literally every style. I've, I've never been inside a Cheesecake Factory, uh-huh. and I've never heard talk about the design of a cheese. Yeah. The only thing I know about Cheesecake Factory is that they have a very long menu with many different types of food. It's it is a book. It's yeah. just a literal book. Um, I think I've only eaten at a Cheesecake Factory twice. Okay. Uh, but yeah, they, and I've definitely seen the memes where they say the decor at Cheesecake Factory. There's a part of the decor that looks like the Eye of Sauron. Okay. Like a big, it's like a big eye. Sure. You know? I know what the eye of Sauron is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I expected a bigger reaction for some reason. <laughs> Can I be that honest with you? Like a weird hump. Can I be honest with you where I'm at emotionally right now? Where? Well. We're almost an hour into the podcast and I really have to pee. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and you call it emotionally. Yeah. My God. Do you think that doesn't affect your emotions? Hey, are you are you do you believe in that old style of we're just full of liquids? Yes. That, and so that your collar is out of Exactly out of alignment. Your your emotions are dictated by the ratio of liquids you have inside of you. Yeah. When you have a lot of blood, that means you're horny. Yeah. When you have a lot of pee, that means you're sad. Yeah. Well, you know what? <laughs> I can start getting behind this theory. Thank you. I'll combine with this with, with my hollow body theory. Sure. Uh so I believe it's Kyle says, How do you like it, Dunstan? Yeah. Then the last thing we see... Dunstan's about to get fucked up. Dunstan is holding a champagne bottle and opening it. Yeah. Uh, And that's it. Now, here's what I'm going to say to you. Huh. You earlier earlier theorized that they didn't need to pay for the room because they were just marking it. They were just making it so that when someone tried, no one could book it. Yeah. But the room has clearly been prepped as if it had been newly booked. Because they don't, they you don't say prepped. See, I, I, there's no way that champagne is just sitting because it wasn't in a fridge. Yeah, it was just sitting true. out. There's no way champagne is just out as a standing condition at rooms. Yeah, maybe at the Royal Suite. I don't think so. Yeah, you're right. That seems a little odd. Hmm. I, I mean, I just think that although, as Lord Rutledge has established, this hotel famously has an issue regulating the temperature of a champagne. You didn't think that was a lie? I think it was a lie for okay. sure. <laughs> that because I. I or maybe maybe this maybe this movie is smarter than we give it credit for. Maybe they're ten layers ahead of us with a joke, and we were meant to believe that that was a lie, so that we can then laugh now when we see that in fact he was right about the champagne and that it's just sitting out. Yeah, yeah, that's possible. <laughs> maybe, this, maybe this game, this movie's playing three D chess with us. Maybe it is. Maybe it really is. Or it's just a fucking dumb movie. <laughs> yeah, I think that's more accurate. <laughs> All right, that's it for this minute. Yeah, correct. Do you want to hear what? I, oh yes, what have you selected for minute sixty? Our live episode. I'm British now. <laughs> well, uh, for minute sixty, uh, this movie, if you choose to accept it, I move back to America. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, then let me start over. This movie, uh-huh. if you choose to accept it, I think I know what it is. Is Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol? <laughs> You're going Ghost Protocol. <laughs> which, of course, means putting your hood up. Yeah, you put it up over your headphones. Which well, looks when you're wearing headphones, how else are you supposed to put a hood up? You take off your headphones, you put the hood up, and you put your headphones over your hood. That's too long. By that time, Josh Holloway's put a bullet in my head. I thought he got a bullet put in his head. He also put some bullets in heads. Okay. Everyone's got bullets in heads? Yeah. What if heads are made of bullets? No, we don't have time for this. <laughs> <laughs> I do another podcast called Nothing New Remake Podcast. Uh, Justin Kizan and I talk about remakes. Go check it out. BenVNetwork.com slash nothing new. Uh, and then it's on my list. It's on my listpod.com. Every month, me and five others get together to talk about movies that people say you should have seen. Uh, so go check that out. We cover things like uh, Gone with the Wind, The Shining. Most recently, Network mm. with past guest of this show, JPG. Hey, uh, you ever open a window and scream out, who the hell even cares anymore? <laughs> yeah, that's definitely the line in the movie. Right? <laughs> you, you for sure have seen it and like it. I have seen it just a long time ago. <laughs> saw it at the bay theater in seal beach california wow yeah. i i wish that would reopen it's allegedly reopening soon i i thought that was there was a thing okay we can't get into it but there was a thing like a year ago where there was a fake you know no that's no it's real like I, i've i've driven past i've seen the yeah, ongoing coverage I, of it it's i have real. a um i have an inside information that i'll tell you about after the podcast 
Um, so go check that out. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Podcaster Andrew. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram and Twitch at Very Cool Emily. Uh, I also do another podcast. It's called Go Go Godzilla. I host it with uh, Justin Keyson and Vic Perfecto. I just realized that I talked about us our schedule being delayed in the last episode, but I don't think I actually said the name of the podcast. When you I said did... Go Go Godzilla. Okay. I also think you're saying it's delayed, and this will come out in like. Well, now this will come out in like two weeks. I don't know. Who knows? Time, Who knows? You know. Time's a flat disc. Yeah. Um, you know, go to patreon.com slash Dunstan Checks Men. You can, uh, there you can, uh, purchase exclusive access to bonus features like pre show and the monthly Mario, where we talk about the live action Super Mario Brothers movie, which is much better than Dunstan Checks In. Um, and a portion of the proceeds will, as always, go to R A I C E S. And y'all should check out YouTube. Check out YouTube. Just, just go, go on YouTube. Just There's go on cool YouTube. stuff on there. Yeah, their algorithms are great. They're definitely going to point you to some good videos and yeah. not bad, scary ones. Wait a second. Yes, they are. So type in the search bar, Dunstan Checks Men. Yeah, do that instead. And then you get the good videos. And you get the good videos. That's a little, um, that's a cheat code. <laughs> that's a cheat code for YouTube. If you click on the search bar and you type in Dunstan, Dunstan Checks Men, that's a good cheat code, yeah. You get the yeah. good videos that's that I that's create. That's where they're hiding all the good stuff. <laughs> I create them. Yeah. Uh, and I mash up the minute that we're talking about with the movie that we've, uh, the trailer for the movie that we paired it with. Uh, and it's a good time. It's yeah. a fun, good time. I highly endorse them. Uh, and you should also go to our Instagram at Dunstan Checks Men and our Twitter at Majestic Hotel and why? Uh, because we do believe that the Majestic Hotel is in New York, even if uh, evidence proves otherwise. Uh, what else? Uh, Apple. Give us five stars pod. on iTunes. Five stars. Yeah. And then in the text. Hey you, hey, you can do this on the podcatcher of your choice, too. Yeah. Go- Google Play. Google Pile there on, even. and leave us a oh <laughs> and leave us a review there somehow yeah st- is, uh, st- sta- stapler yeah listen to this on your stapler um I was at work the other day and I witnessed one of my coworkers just casually in the middle of conversation reach over to a stapler take a staple you know squish it so a staple comes out take the staple put it in his pocket put the stapler back keep talking as if nothing happened. That's interesting. I wonder what that staple's for. Um, give us five stars. And in the text of your review, I want you to give me the theory what you think that staple was for. Oh. What was my coworker intending to use that staple for? And at that point, it's a used staple. Yeah. So. Yeah. Got even less uses. True. An unused staple. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. All right. Remember, Dunson spell with a U. Fuck. And we're checking out. Feeling peckish this midnight? Seat your appetite for terror and reserve your ears for a feast of the sound. The Midnight Marinara Podcast is here for you, intrepid listeners. We sample only the finest and sinister stories and, coating them with our own unique spooky sauce, present them to you as eerie audio dramas. Tune in as Midnight Marinara sends shivers of fear and spasms of laughter through you. Bon appétit. <laughs> this podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BendUNetwork.com.